Podcast for May 10th, 2016. It's your boy David here. It's your boy Adam. Ciao. Hey, what's going on? We're Where coming you? to you from numbillsfan.com. You can follow us on Twitter at numbillsfan. That'll, that'll get you talking to Dave over there. I'm numbills Adam D. I'm a lot more fun, but I'm on there a lot less. If you want to send us a smoke signal or an email, numbillsfan at gmail.com. Hit us up. We'll go deep into thought. Anything I'll we'll answer. We'll smoke all your signals. I'll answer any of your questions because I am definitely not your expert, but I could try to be. Yeah, you're not an expert on anything. Anyhow. That joke was so good. The yeah, cr- the great. Crowd, the crowd great. Move, move, moving on. What are we moving on to? You tell me. All right, so it's been Post. a little bit since the draft. And I got to say, how are you guys feeling? Well, since you can't answer, I'll tell you how I feel. And you can tell me how you feel, Adam. So we're calling you Adam. Deeks. Deacon. Anyways. You see these guys on film. On film. I mean, at their press conference, like Shaq Lawson, Reggie Raglan, you know, the Washington kid, Cardale Jones. You, you see them come up. And you see the pictures on the website and the video and of uh, rookie mini camp, which just happened, and it kind of hits you, holy shit! Two weeks ago, we were hoping that the Bills, at least me, would take Raglan or Shaq Lawson, especially Shaq Lawson. For the little I knew about the draft, anyways. It, yeah, it, no, I mean a lot of people were like, "Please let Lawson be there. He's not going to be there. I hope Raglan's still there." Or like. What if we take Miles Jackers? You know, like that was the mentality. Like, everyone, and I would have backed it. Everyone's buzzing now, though. It's awesome, and you see Jim Monos. Did you see the on the Buffalo Bills website? They have an an awesome video about behind the scenes. The, the Bills focus. The, Did you watch that too? The inside the draft room there. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. And Jim Monos was like, "We got three of our." Of top 50 graded players we had in the first three rounds. That was awesome. Yeah, they get no, they got two guys that they were ready to take at 19. Right. Now, there was a rumor that uh, there was a report out there that they were trying to. I saw Ryan Talbot post an article at uh, scout.com about. What up, Ryan? Hi, Ryan. About the Bills actually trying to move up to, to get the Reed kid. Yeah. As well, the nose tackles. So that's kind of cool. That, that would have been great, but... I mean, hey, I'm satisfied with where they're at. Um, no, I like this I like this Washington kid. He's big, he's agile, he gets after it. You know, he plays aggressive. I like the, I like that move. They say he's he's so unique. It's like a... He almost sounds like he's a clever pass rusher. Yeah. But he's from the defensive tackle spot, so if you're... Lamening right now. He's the big guy in the middle of the four off or four off four defensive linemen. Or if you're in a three, no, four, I mean it's he's cool because we three, it's so. cool because we kind of already got a couple of those. You know what right. I mean? He's going to fit in on a rotation, and 
hey, we saw the combinations Rex Ryan was trying to do last year, and if that kid can do, it's like, I feel with, 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 with the John Blake coach there, he made Jerry Hughes into what Jerry Hughes is now. And Jerry Hughes was, to Indianapolis, a bust. Well, no, I mean, he just got there. No, I'm saying, Jerry Hughes was working with John Blake oh. outside in his last year with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, right. you didn't know that, No, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, so the way I look at it is, okay, so Adolphus has a hard time against the run. Oh, that's dope. Now, Adolphus, if you guys, obviously, we always preach about it. We love the John Murphy Show podcast. You get, it's awesome. And, and I can't say enough about it because John Murphy to me is like a guy who's just so objective, calming the fire, and he will take on anything. He will take on any comment you throw at him and read what, it. And, what's up, John? Hi, John. Man crushing. Not really. But really. So. Adolphus Washington was on his show, and he was taught. You know, he was talking about playing basketball. He was the the Gatorade Player of the Year, and like the top basketball player in his state. Like that's kind of nuts. And he chose football because he was too short for basketball. And the way somebody broke it down to him was, look at it like you're getting to the rim in basketball. And it's like cool that that's how he thinks about it. You know, and I think that's what makes him a very unique player for the Bills to have. And I swear, if you just give Rex the tools, at least what he says, give me the good players, I'll make it happen. They're gonna find something for him to do. And now, if that's you can, what groom, he says, if you can groom this for this guy for a couple of years, once Kyle Williams is ready to step step aside and take a super reduced role, or I don't think he's retiring. I don't think he wants to retire. I think Kyle Williams will play for free. If he could. You know what I'm saying? So Kyle Williams is that secret contract restructure, you know, down the road. Guarantee it. That said, if this kid could really grow and learn from Darius, learn from Kyle Williams, learn from these guys, next thing you know, he steps into place and and, and there's nothing lost. So I think it's it's so cool to finally see these guys on the field together. Even though it's – Dumbass rookie minicamp. It doesn't matter. But I think it does matter because now the coaches get to see how well they retain information. If they're given the playbook on day X and then three days later they got to come in, know the, know the playbook in and out, shifts, formations. And speaking of Adolphus Washington, he was saying, you know, we thought the playbook would be, be a lot thicker and this and that. You know, he was scared. And, and it seems like he settled in after – after he got the playbook, and it was not as bad as he thought, you know. So that's cool that he's fearing the worst because that means, to me, he's ready to work. And and everybody just seems, all these guys in all their interviews, they just seem ready to work more than usual, you know. And I'm seeing a lot of personality out of these guys already. You notice that? Like, they're cracking jokes at pressers. No, and I, another thing that I, you know, I, I just, this makes me like, the additions onto the the defensive coaching staffs that much more that you know having so much young talent rolling in right now it makes me feel really good about bringing in Ed Reed and Rob Ryan and adding them to the staff and 
Reggie Ragland mentioned then, then drafting the like them, you know? three three great defensive players with your, your first three picks. Well, they could argue that Washington isn't great, but, you know, he he has potential. He's not, but, a, bad, I, I he's not a bad pick in the third. I get your point, though, what you're saying. You know, you can't. With Ed Reed in the room, are you really going to slack? I expect Stephon Gilmore and Ronald Darby to get better with Ed Reed in the room. Oh yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a given. Even though you know, he's probably going to be working with the safeties more. But another thing too, there's a lot of opportunity on this team. I feel, and one guy, John Murphy, didn't seem too impressed with was the striker kid. That we talked about from Oklahoma. See, I really, I really like what the kid looks like on tape. Well, you do, but what John was saying is he's like, you know, he wishes him the best, but not for nothing. When he's out there, he's like, I swear he's like five ten. Yeah, no, I mean and, he's gonna and, he's gonna look tiny in in the pros. And who knows? I mean, kid's pretty funny. Gotta give him credit. I wish him the best. He seems like he's a leader kind of guy. And we weren't gonna talk about the chicken wings, but we're gonna talk about the chicken wings. Who cares? He doesn't know what they are. I mean I like my chicken wings all sorts of ways. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of ways to make chicken wings and they're they're all over the place. You And if they hit the floor, just put a little sauce on it. You know, I mean yeah, they're they're better in Buffalo, but you know the the general idea is out there. You can get chicken wings a lot of places. No, I disagree. I disagree, man. Okay, go ahead. All right, here's my Let's case. Going to Canada. Okay, that's another country. All right. Where do you go? Let's put it this way. Where's the farthest you've been out of Rochester? I don't know. Not that far. Okay, so... Like with, Detroit. With our band, you've definitely been to Massachusetts. Yeah. Went to Pennsylvania. Now, you probably didn't get chicken wings in Wilkes-Barre. You didn't get chicken wings there. But what I'm trying to tell you is, if you go to Pittsburgh, they know how to fucking cook food. You go to Cleveland, yeah. they probably know how to cook food. You go to Buffalo, Syracuse, Rochester... New York City, Western Mass, Boston. Some places know how to cook food. They know how to cook food. You start going to these other podunk shithole towns that aren't big towns, they don't know how to cook food. And you go to Canada, and there's, like, commercial pizza joints, and I'm like, you call this shit pizza? (laughs) I wouldn't even call this a Frisbee. It's such a pile of shit. And people are paying good money for this. It's the worst. Go to Montreal and order a slice of pizza. Let me know. And if there is a good spot in Montreal for pizza, I don't know where it is. All right. I'll see you when I get back. But either way, I get it. It was just an ignorant comment from Stryker. And honestly, I say a lot of dumb shit all the time. And we're on, what, episode 50-something now? And you're still here. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) But, no, overall, the overall sentiment is... These guys look ready to buy in, and they're having a good time. I mean, Cardell Jones is hilarious. Colin Rex's long-lost father. 
Uh, and then Rux is like, have you ever seen me throw anything? <laughs> so I think that was pretty cool to finally just see him on the field. Um, do you have anything else on Bill's camp? Besides, they get to set a baseline and get their toes wet. You know what I mean? See where they're at. See what's expected of them. Uh, Cardale Jones mentioned, I mean, he's a specimen everybody's been keeping an eye on. He mentioned that uh, David. Specimen? Yes. David Lee has been pretty much working with him really tight. Trying to work out his kinks. Talking about footwork, all sorts of shim-sham stuff. Jim Kelly gave him a little, gave him a little talk. Kind of cool. So it's nice to see him out there, but that kid is a project. Do not expect Jones to do anything this year. Anything. Yeah, if, if, if he sees that fourth preseason game, pretty interesting. If if he sees the field, we're probably in a lot of trouble. If Tyrod gets hurt, we're in a lot of trouble. Either way. EJ, 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 EJ. I love EJ, man. Those those boys have have a high. They're better than we think they are. Well, what's interesting about Cardale Jones is. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Yo, uh, he hasn't lost. Adolphus Washington was mentioning that in his presser that he thinks, or, or presser, his interview, that, that he thinks that um, Cardale would do better in the pros than he did in college because in college, the way their offenses ran, you had to, to, to find specific targets and get the ball to that person. And, and when you're watching Cardale Jones – the kid stands in there and throws the ball, no matter if a helmet's about to ding him in the head or not. He stands there and just, he looks like a pro, I, I feel like, standing in there. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for preseason, all right? I want to see it. Same. I'll watch it. Same. I can't wait, man. I hope they just throw bombs. You, EJ is going to light up the preseason. Oh, I know. He He's... lights up that vanilla defense. He doesn't give a, he doesn't give a damn during preseason. Remember, he was lighting it up. Yeah, and yeah. yo, can... uh, I saw a report from Rodak or something, or he somebody wrote an article. Who? From... Listen, nah, not a report, but Rodak mentioned what he say in an article that EJ Manuel lost his job to Matt Castle, and I was like, no. Didn't E.J. Manuel come, come ahead of Matt Castle? How'd he camp? By every measure I could imagine. Matt Castle sucked. The worst. I seen him with the Cowboys. Sucked. Where's the cow? Where are you asswipes? What are we going to do without Castle? I can't believe you Castle's going to start, right? Yeah, you know we're coming out of camp. Castle's going to start. Eat my ass. No, he's not. Third and long of preseason, what happened? Nothing. And now we're, you know what I mean? Nothing happened. He ran to the sideline. Because it was over seven yards. Nope, not getting a the ball there. Oh, I am an EJ fan, so. But at least EJ can run, all right? Okay, anyways, so another little hot topic on the rookie camp. Probably the last topic to wrap it up was another interesting last name, Kronkowski. 
Little Gronkowski, Mini Gronk. Yeah, okay. Well, here's the thing. All right. Here's the thing. What's the thing? Here's the thing. Where? Here? So, we saw the last name, and honestly, during the interviews, I'm like, yeah, who cares? He's not going to get drafted. Like, I'm not buying this hype. He's just a kid that's not going to get drafted. He probably knows he's not going to get drafted. Who gives a shit? No, he plays fullback. He's fully aware he's not getting drafted. Well, he... That's obviously what he said. He said that. But during the process, I was like, you know, seeing these reports on Pro Football Talk or whatever about this kid. It's like, who cares? You know, it's just the last name, and that's probably how he feels too. But then you find out Rex called him himself to get him to the Bills. That kind of says something. And then Rex mentions at his presser that he liked his game. He he watched a lot of them. You know what Rex should do with the kid? Put him at linebacker. Put him at safety. Make him make him try to jam up his brother. <laughs> put him put him at outside linebacker. Do it. A part of me really wants to see your iPad fall out from underneath your armpit. Deacon has his the iPad. Right side up, underneath his armpit, like a football. Now he's holding on to it, like put, a football. I'll put the iPad up your nostril, Dave. That will crush you. Moving on, Dad. No, man. I wanted to say they actually talked about him. So, Mini Gronk. Oh, okay. Okay, listen. They talked about Mini Gronk, the last one in line, okay? The last son of Gronks. He got moved around the field. That yep. said... They had no tight ends for rookie camp. They had coaches playing tight end for some formations. So he did mention, I've never ran routes before, and you know, so it's going to be a bit. But I think he's more than a little bit of hype. I really think Marquise Gray not being on the team, there's a role for this kid. And it's possible. Thought, and we thought Nick O'Leary would show the form, but who knows? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I mean, behind... Behind Charles Clay, we have and by the way, I Chris Gregg and Jim Dre, bitch right? About Charles Clay's Charles Clay's contract or needing a number two. Oh, he's, I mean, look at Cam Newton. How dope. much he threw to Greg Olson. Oh, and I know. Sometimes the tight end is the quarterback's best friend, and Charles Clay is very versatile. He can do anything. Yeah, no, he's, he's an underrated blocker, and he's a playmaker. And you're not. I'm sorry, but you, I don't understand. It's people cry if we don't sign anybody, me being one of them. And then we have people. Stop crying. And we have people that have big contracts, and now we got a bitch that we got to pay him X amount of dollars. What yeah. do you, what, who, it's not your money. Yes, Would you it is. rather see the money spent or be like before the CBA was before, where the bills have $17 million left in cap space and the record? Is six and ten at the end of the year, and you're like, you couldn't have done anything with that money. Yeah. Really, do do. I love that the Bills are paying players. Speaking of next topic, Cordy Glenn's contract. The real numbers came out. It brought his number from thirteen million on the franchise tag down to six point two. That. That makes a move possible. Jim Obrador, tearing shit up. What else is new? And Doug Whaley, we trust. And another one. So what's that do? The way I look at it is, can you strike a deal with Gilmore? 
and maybe the almost seven million at six point eight. Mm. Can, can you can you can you maybe get something out of that? To be fair, though, maybe maybe try to work that deal with Tyrod because ultimately, if you have to franchise one of the two next year, you right. You want to franchise a cornerback? It's a little bit cheaper. A lot of it cheaper. Yeah. So I had an interesting theory. And I don't know if we mentioned this on the last podcast about the draft review. What does it say if Stefan Gilm to uh, what the Bills and Stefan Gilmore think if they did not draft a cornerback high? I think that means they have full confidence that Stefan Gilmore is going to resign with the team. Or to me, that says they're going to tag him. Yeah, that really says they're going to tag him. I would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if. That's exactly how it played out. Maybe see the deal with Tyrod get done, tag Gilmore, and probably draft a defensive back relatively high next year. But it makes too much sense to get Just the cornerback deal done first because the cap space opens up. And by the way, Cordy Glenn's going to cost a lot of money next year. Over 14 yeah, I mil. mean, the thing about it, though, is, I mean, you got a, you got a duo like like Darby and Gilmore that, that are just like – beating it up out there two different players but you you hate to like break that up you know what i mean and i think it's hopefully it's the rex effect hopefully stefan gilmore does stay and hopefully tyrod tyrod is going to get figured out there's too much money next year under the cap to not to not get these deals going and again you got guys if he plays well this year and then they don't get that deal done there's gonna be so many pissed off people Inside that stadium. <laughs> and I think there's some guys that could use to restructure in the future. Possibly. I mean, are they really going to want to pay LaShawn McCoy a bunch of money in a couple of years? Who knows? It, Kyle, Kyle Williams is a very decent chunk, you know? So, I mean, I think anything's open with the Bills. And if you have a coaching staff and an no, organization I mean, I behind the players, I think they'll bend I a think lot truthfully, more they they're going to be looking for McCoy to restructure after this season i i can almost i I would put money on that maybe he will he might i mean let's see let's see how this season goes what i'm trying to say is if you have the organization behind the players and you have a good relation with the coaching staff which seems to be how you have all these kids coming in now they're they're buying in right off the bat and i know it's what you do oh i'm gonna do what's great with the team but we've seen this team for years we followed this team if you're listening to a podcast you clearly have a problem like we do if you're dorky enough to start a podcast about the Bills. Like, we're some Dungeons and Dragons fan club here. But, or Magic a Gathering. Diablo. Okay. Uno. Yeah, I like Uno, okay? Foursquare. Nobody obsesses over Foursquare. That has nothing to do with it. <sighs> But you're listening to a podcast about the Bills. You you watch this team. That you watch the videos on the website. You remember the Dick Duran years of really this is happening. I could yeah. tell if they won the game or not just looking at the press conference photos. And this is the <laughs> Chan Gailey era, the Doug Marone era. It's like, especially a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he just has his, his hands spread, head down, you know. Oh, easy now. Just another interception. Love you, Ryan, though. You're a good guy. Yeah, I hope you get a job, bro. But it is cool to see this team really motivated. You know, these kids are all buying in. And, man, in my Bills fantasy land, I am hoping that in eight years, 
Shaq Lawson, Reggie Ragland are tearing shit up. And then you got Darby, and then Darius is in the Kyle Williams role, the, the seasoned vet. Yeah. Let's go race cars. You know, just. All right. Jerry Hughes is still around, you know. Maybe. Or maybe Doug Whaley's still around and keeps all these positions young as shit. We'll see. This is true. This is true. So, they didn't end up getting Slauson, the offensive uh, lineman guy they brought in there that the Jets drafted. Oh, Slauson. I thought you said Lawson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said Slauson. Yeah, well, whatever. I mean, easy come, easy go. Like he had, I I'm sure he could have played. Sign with it. the Chargers. That's fine. I heard they were gonna try him at tackle. He's gonna play center in. In uh. Is he really? Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be moving. Well, right tackle is an interesting position because of. Santra Henderson, I think, is serviceable. Yeah, I, I feel Jordan health. Mills. He's got it the health thing. I I feel like if he. If his, if his health wasn't questionable, they wouldn't be looking at guys for the, for the. I mean, who am I to say that they wouldn't want to add depth? But I'm just saying, I feel like the reason they're bringing someone in in the first place is probably because there's that big question mark there. Could be. Uh, Rex drafted the guy. Yeah. And then he went to uh, Chicago, so. I was kind of hoping it would work out, and I think what was really cool is they're still bringing in guys. They're seeing what's going on, and we have a very active front office. I liked Buddy Nix. I liked Buddy Nix's common sense moves, but damn, it was boring. It's like, can't we just bring these guys in and try them out? And, yeah, and, for, and how many times now do you think about these guys, and they're like, actually, yeah, let's bring them in. Who they just bring in now? We got some breaking news. But by the time you hear this, won't be breaking. Oh what? Uh, the the dream. <laughs> this was a great lead-in. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. So uh, who do we got now? I don't want to pronounce his first name, so I'm trying to deflect it to you with the hand motion, and I'm just gonna reach and throw something at your head, like hey. I'm just gonna bash a bong and stab you. Ah. Uh. Uh. All right, the Bills got Dre Archer off waivers from the Steelers. Now he's a Steelers 2014 pick. Supposedly a bust. Apparently a bust. If oh he was yeah, no. Caught. And then yeah, he get he got put on a futures deal with with the Jets. And yeah, well now he's here. But yeah, I guess I guess his deal is he's he's a quick guy. Uh, did a four did a four two six in the forty at the combine. Five eight one seventy three went to Kent State. Little guy, twenty four years old. Return no. specialist. I like this. I like this move. We need help there. We've we've had we've had some some things some issues. Is some Al, did, did Al Davis just come up from the dead and join the Bills staff because? All we are seeing is speed, and it sounds like Rex Ryan is getting his way. He loves fast players, you know. And the reason I say that is if you look at his father, Buddy Ryan, who was the head coach of the Eagles, he told Randall Cunningham when he got there, drop some weight because you're running. 
And before that, they were trying to keep Randall Cunningham under wraps, previous coaching staff. So that's why, to me, when you know we really dug into who is Tyrod Taylor last year, you had me sold on Tyrod Taylor in the offseason last year. And, and it just made so much sense, yeah. the parallel between – his game and Randall Cunningham, and and I know they're two different body sizes. I understand that, yeah. But having that guy that boy. as a defensive mastermind and Buddy Ryan has a mobile quarterback, that should tell you, or not necessarily a mobile quarterback, but the Aaron Rodgers type that can get out of the way. Even Ryan Fitzpatrick can get out of the way, but accurate, smart, intelligent, and. Like they say, you can't coach speed. That said, you can't have a roster of five eight guys either. <laughs> you, could. you know what I mean? So I you, you definitely could. I wonder what TJ Graham's doing. Um, he got signed by somebody actually. Oof. I think he got signed by the Titans. I ain't gonna crush him. He's a nice kid. It was kind of funny when Stephon Gilmore like, threw him into a wall when he was on the Jets. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's kind of that was a good one. <laughs> You're so dumb. Hey, man. Hey, man. Dude. Hey, man. It's going to be interesting. I'm psyched. I am still psyched after this draft. I can't wait to see what future cuts come up eventually. And OTA should be getting going eventually. See what's actually happening. Pretty psyched. I can't complain. A big thing people have been complaining about. Uh, and, and I got to address this. I'm sorry. I don't think Corey Graham sucks at safety. I really don't think so. I think the kid needs Yeah, that's what I said all along. And he's a good tackler. I think he gets a bad rap. And, and we should hit you hard with some pro football focused stats. Yo, listen, I, I liked him all the while. You were the one who was trying to tell me he wasn't that good. Not for good. nothing. He had some balls lobbed over his head. But that said... My main point with, with Corey Graham is this, is you have him right now. You take him, okay? You have the Drew yep. Stanton kid at safety they brought in. Blanton. Blanton. You're right. I'm wrong. What else is new? Everything. All right, come on. You have this guy in Corey Graham where his whole story is working his ass off and adapting and adjusting and – he came in as a special teamer and was on the Bears. The Bears. He ended up going on a free agent deal. Ended up going to the Ravens because they said they would give him a shot at cornerback. What's the kid end up doing? Playing cornerback. Playing cornerback. You know what else he ends up doing? Remember when Peyton Manning, first year in the Broncos, was on a hot, hot streak? He picked off Peyton Manning twice in the playoffs. Sent them home. They were, I believe they were the number one seed that year, too. And uh, the Ravens, I thought, got in on a wild card. The year the yeah. Ravens won the Super Bowl. Yeah. My point is, the kid has a work ethic. Yeah. And, and the way you got to look at it is, the coaches are still behind him. The Bills needed cap room. They did not cut him. What's that tell you? You have Tim McDonald saying, the coach, Defensive backs coach saying, hey, he was seeing too much. He was seeing way too much of safety, so his cornerback instincts, he would jump in. 
I think he just needs another year in the system. I would love to see if he can progress because he already restructured his contract. And I think it's an even slight competition there, frankly. That said, I don't think he's as bad as people are giving him credit for. Give him no, it's the first year on a position change. Give the kid a break. Yeah. Give him a break. People are blowing up over. It ain't Duke Williams out there. Sorry, Duke, but you're not good against the pass. Your <laughs> angles are horrible. You gotta play more Madden, dude. <laughs> like that helps. But <laughs> play more pool. Mini golf? You get what I mean? The kid needs, they're going to bring him. I am just, I can't even talk. No, I, am you, so, you I am so emotional over Corey Graham. He's a local Buffalo guy. You know what I mean? I'm a dork. Yep. Do you have anything else? No, not really. I mean, one, one, thing, we'll, one thing I think we'll talk about next time. Is uh, I think a lot of people lose sight of this at draft time too. We get really excited about the the picks that our team takes and where we get better, but everyone else has some hot rookies and are getting better too. So uh, they do mega bong rips. Oh, there's that guy. That guy. That guy's gonna be trouble. Can you talk about value? Tunsil was talked about being the first pick overall if the Titans were there, you know, before this process. Yeah. And the Dolphins get him at 13. Good for them. I mean, good for him. Well, not good for him. No, no, that sucks for him. I, and I, that's not even a shot. This is great. I love We've had so many awkward silences where we just gaze into each other's eyes, and now you're smiling all happy. <laughs> Put your hand out. I'll hold it. Do not come anywhere near me. Check us out on numbillsfan.com. I am numbillsfan on Twitter. That's numbillsadamd. Hey, why don't you say hi? No. You're still here? That joke never works. I tried. Numbillsfan.com. Please check us out. Send us emails. Interact. Send us nudes. Please don't. Yeah. Maybe. Numbillsfan.com. Check out blogs. Deacon does them. Sometimes. I don't know how to write. Yes, you do. Numbillsfan.com. We're really done. This is this is so stupid. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.